it's B Ray, and we're here for the fourth episode. If you're still here, hi. If you've listened from the beginning, cheers, mate. Appreciate that. Really, really do. Honestly, it makes my day. And if you join us for the first time, hiya. And if you haven't listened, well, there's no point shouting out to you because you won't be listening anyway. Uh, this week, we have got a review on a gig from Reese, and uh, we're talking our wildest nights out. And also, we're um, talking a new mini series on mental health. So let's get straight into it. friend Reese has uh, emailed in a quick gig review and I'm just going to kind of like read it out and chop a few of my own opinions in there I mean you can't stop me so <laughs> um but yeah uh, here we go it's I'll be honest I grew up listening to things like hip-hop R&B grime with a bit of pop and rock thrown in which is a good mix if you ask me but I went to go and see Nickelback live at Motorpoint Arena in Sheffield in 2012 and I can honestly say it was absolutely amazing now never seen Nickelback live I'm not their biggest fan to be honest like they've got some good songs like I like Photograph and Rockstar of course and I don't really know if I actually know any more songs thinking about it but hey there we go it's obviously each their own. Um, they sounded so good, like literally as if they were studying a recording studio. They did a lot of uh, their new material at the time, uh, plus a lot of older, more recognised songs, which I think is so, so important. Like if, um, if if you love an artist for their older stuff and all you're hearing is their new stuff, you're going to be a bit disappointed, aren't you? I usually try and look for set lists and stuff um, before I go, just so I know, that, you know I'm going to know some songs. And if there's a lot of new material on there, I try and listen to it before I go so I can at least try and join in and, uh, you know, just enjoy the atmosphere. So, yeah, that's that's always a that's good tip. Check your set list before you go to a gig um, or a festival because you never know. A lot, of, a lot of them do it on their Instagram or their Twitter and whatnot. Just got to search it. Um, okay, I'm going to probably say this guy's name really, really wrong. Uh, Chad Kroger, I think, the lead guitarist and singer. He's so talented. His voice is yet to be matched for me in that kind of genre. Bold claim bold claim but fair enough um the crowd was buzzing and there was such a good mix of people there i was stood up so it was definitely a really good atmosphere and somebody who would definitely recommend people to go and see that that's that's fair um i do think the standing concerts are definitely better than seated in my opinion i've I've only been to a handful really in the past few years like i was standing at both liam gallagher ones one being right at the front um standing for god i can't remember i think i've actually been to quite a few now obviously all festivals as well um yeah let's see uh and another one which i'm not sure is your kind of thing is i went to go and see bugsy malone live at leeds uni back in 2016 i've actually seen bugsy malone live he was one of the supports for Liam gallagher in 2018 so i have seen him live it's not it you're right he's not really my kind of music and my thing but i have seen him and he was really good so it was uh, when he started touring and doing gigs, and I can say it's one of the sweatiest but best nights of my life. Wow, that must have been very tight-knit, and it would not have gone down well in the current climate. But, <laughs> you know, uh, the venue was so small, but the way he interacted with the crowd was brilliant, and he covered a lot of songs that he'd done to date. Now, that is good. I always think crowd interaction is one of the most important things you can do as a band or an artist, 100%. I... I find that if you just stand there and perform, yeah, it's good. It's nice to see it live, but you don't really get anything from it. Like, I don't think I've ever met 
or even seen any artist that's been terrible at it but some are definitely better than others I say like I saw Billie Eilish at uh, Leeds Festival last year and she was good she was interacting but it was it was minimal so it was enough to kind of just keep the crowd interested and going but then at the same time more definitely could have been done 100% so yeah next week I'm going to be reviewing Leeds Festival because I've been a couple of times myself and I know a few friends that have and there's been that many different kinds of artists there I'm sure a few of you will have something to say about it so if you would like to um, input that would be fantastic so it's podcast at gmail.com uh, or it's podcast on Instagram and Facebook so yeah I don't oh, I don't check it every day so if I don't get back to you straight away I am sorry so yeah just uh, just fly me a message on either of them and uh, we'll get it sorted Alrighty then, so this week I asked for your wildest and funniest night out stories. Now for some reason, a lot of you came back with stuff that I had done on nights out and it seems to be a somewhat of a roast Haley week this week so it looks like a lot of the material is revolving around me which I apologise in advance and I also want to say if you're still listening this is a no judgement zone and I would appreciate it if you took what I said with a pinch of salt and just have a little bit of imagination because um yeah it's not not all of it is that great So, right, I am going to start probably with the shortest one. This one isn't about me. My my friend Lee got in touch and said, I let my mate stab me because he let me bottle him. Now, I don't exactly know what happened there. I don't know if I want to know what happened there. But I hope you're both okay. Lee, you're you're still alive because obviously you've sent me that. But um, as a disclaimer, please don't do that to your friends. Please. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So the shortest one about me is my friend Olivia got in touch and said... um, Every Tuesday, you used to stick them bloody teapots in your handbag. Now, for those who need a little bit of context, I went to university in Carlisle for the first two years because I did a foundation degree. And there was a little club called Club Concrete. And for a city, that was pretty... For a city... That was pretty, it was a pretty good club, okay? So the novelty was every Tuesday they had Teapot Tuesday where they had these little porcelain teapots and they served cocktails in them, which, uh, as you can imagine, for some reason people went crazy for, myself included, and I took the liberty of every time I went trying to sneak a teapot or two into my rather large clutch bag, uh, which I succeeded on many occasions. And then I just had random teapots that I used to just drink freeze out of, you know? As you do. Uh, Club Concrete is unfortunately no longer with us. I apologise. But I cannot return the teapots as I don't actually know where they are. They're probably still in my student house in Carlisle. So I hope whoever's there now is enjoying them. Hopefully. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) where do I even begin with the rest of them? Um, Let's maybe start from the beginning. So this is the very first one. So back in 2012, this is before I actually went to university. We went out on a Friday night, but um, this is when we were 18. So it was going back eight years. No, (laughs) it's going back eight years. And we were out in Scunthorpe. Yay. <laughs> and um, we were went to an 18th birthday at a club that's actually no, no longer around. There seems to be a bit of a pattern flowing here. It was a place called Henry's. And someone had hired out the club, like the upstairs bit, which was called Zebra's, I think. I think. Uh, we went there for an 18th. And uh, even though town was pretty dead, we... Um, <laughs> we decided to carry on out because Brit was open and uh, you know a few places were still open so we went out 
and there was me and my two friends and basically after the party kind of finished and died out a little bit we went to um went to brit and wicked bar and bamboogie and this you know all these other places most of them which don't really exist anymore and um we met up with some mutual like friends of friends and uh just kind of hung around and chilled a little bit and had a bit of a chat and um one of them wanted to go out and have a smoke so we just went and sat on a couple of benches uh just opposite one of the nightclubs and um suddenly this like fight broke out in front of us and i didn't really like none of us really knew what to do um and the guy i was sat with just kind of like grabbed me and said like let's go across the road like away from it so we did and (laughs) next thing you know there was police everywhere and the guy who was like kicking off actually got tasered and i was like oh my life because i'd never actually seen that in person in front of me it looked so painful and so like it, but it all happened so quickly like I didn't even know what to do and then but all of that happened in front of my mates and the guys they were sat with as well and it was like what is going on it was um it's probably not as bad as the others but like I say uh, when you're 18 years old and you've not really been out that much it was a bit of a like mm, what the hell just happened kind of thing like I really really did not know what to do <laughs> But luckily, we all reconvened and just uh, slowly drifted off to another bar. So that's number one. Thank you for that one, Lucy. (laughs) Um, So the next one is when me and Lucy first went to Amsterdam. This is the one I want you to have a bit of imagination with. And I will admit the few things that happened, but you need (laughs) to not judge me because everyone's had a bit of a messy night where they've just not really taken due care of themselves or the people around them. Um, So (laughs) we were in Amsterdam doing things that you do in Amsterdam, take it as you will. And um, we had hired bikes for the day and we'd locked them up in Dam Square. So, cause it was still, I think it was like, what, 5 p.m. at this point? And it was in June, so it was summer. It was still quite light and quite warm. And um, we decided to go on this little canal boat thing. Uh, you do, I think you paid something like 18 euros and you got like entry onto the actual boat itself. And then you got uh, two drinks included as well. And it lasted about an hour. So we got that. Now, there wasn't really much choice on the boat. And I ended up drinking two Heinekens and one of Lucy's other Heinekens. And, um, yeah, given stuff that had happened like, earlier on in the day, we got, we got, we were a little bit giddy when we got off the boat, basically. And I, <laughs> at this point, like, the night, like, I think we got off about half six, seven o'clock. Probably more like seven o'clock by the time we'd actually got off. And um, things were a little bit, um, <laughs> like, we're in the red light district and the nightlife there's quite a few bars down there as well and like the nightlife has started to really like more people were appearing basically we happened to um just book like this 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 was like the first like english accent i've heard all weekend whilst being there and um and me being me and obviously a little bit like kind of like ah you're english like you know just like because it was the first english person i'd heard since i got there and they were all from Cumbria and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out it was it was three guys and two of us. Now, these three guys have got um, separated from their stag do and we just kind of ended up pairing up together. Um, we went in the bar and had a little bit of a chat and just a little bit, you know, of a, a laugh. And uh, they were just like buying us drinks and we were like, OK, yeah, this is cool. Yes, we have forgotten about the bikes, by the way, but this comes later. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we were drinking ale we were drinking vodka we were drinking vardy bombs which if you don't know what a vardy bomb is this is 2016 around about the time when jamie vardy was in fact having a party and uh 
I think there's different versions of it, but the ones we were having was you had a Jaeger bomb and then you downed a Blue Wicked or a Smirnoff Ice, which, ugh, thinking about it back now. But yeah, we were doing that. And at one point, um, <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> so Lucy got pretty drunk at that point and um, she actually managed to get her foot ran over by a bicycle taxi. And I think that was one of the funniest things I've seen. Because none of us were expecting it, but it just kind of all happened so quickly. <laughs> um, I nearly got into a fight with one of the prostitutes because I was apparently blocking the view to her window, to which I replied, I am the view. And she squared up to me, to which the lads were just like, I kind of sort of picked me up and went, not today. And just went on to the next bar. So that was interesting. <laughs> now, I think one of, we, they found one of their other stag do mates, but he'd fallen over and hurt himself on the floor. Which, me being me and new first aid, even though I was drunk, I was like, I will help you! <laughs> Stemmed the blood from his head and we helped him get him back to the hotel and made sure he was fine in the hotel. And we went back to another bar. Now, at this, and then we went to a peep show with the guys, which was also very, very weird to say we'd only known him a couple of hours. And then they said, like, oh, we think we're going to go and find the other guys. We're like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Realising the time, if we didn't get back soon, we were going to miss the last metro back to our hotel because it was like 11pm at this point and the last metro was something like, half 11 um so we went to go and find our bikes and they were the only ones left <laughs> locked up in damn square so they weren't difficult to find and then we decided it was a good idea to cycle them back to amsterdam central which by the way do not do when you're drunk <laughs> and um because <laughs> oh i can just remember it now Haley and blind Haley and blind like you're not blind you're not blind we're just taking it probably the slowest like we were probably riding a bike the slowest you'd ever seen in your life because <laughs> we're just laughing at everything as well because we're so drunk now we got to amsterdam central locked the bikes up at the because there was plenty of them there like there was actually quite a few there so we locked them up securely to find that we missed the last metro <laughs> back to the hotel and um everyone's been there so no judgment i might have uh might piss myself <laughs> but at this point I was absolutely gone I didn't even know what was happening and it's not the first time it happened that night either we managed to get on a night bus I think we fell asleep on the night bus to the point where it had already gone round once its route and then when I woke up I managed to have that little bit of battery left on my phone and looked and it turns out the next stop wasn't too far from the hotel so we got off at the next stop and ended up having to walk a mile back to find out there was a stop right outside our hotel that it would have stopped at at that point, it was half four in the morning. <laughs> and um, yeah, we had to check out at eight o'clock and we also had to go and return the bike. So as you can imagine, we did not get a very good sleep. And yeah, the next day we checked out on time. I'll have you know, I'm very hungover, very hungover. And um, they let us keep our suitcases at the hotel. So we went to go and... <laughs> went to go and collect the bikes back from Amsterdam Central which we found them and we cycled them back to the place we'd hired them from gave them back and then we went to go and get uh but on the way there I ripped the inside seam of my jeans I didn't have any other jeans on me so we had to find a clothes shop which I think was H&M and had to get some <laughs> leggings for me to put on because like the rip was so big I was honestly walking like I'd shit myself a bit because I didn't want anyone to see that I'd ripped my jeans it was so it was just not a good day um so I went and got some and then as soon as I found like you know managed to put them on uh in the toilet and threw my jeans away in that bin 
because I was just so angry and embarrassed at the whole situation. So then we went back to the hotel to collect our bags and then made our way back to Schiphol Airport. Now, I don't think I've ever been in that airport not hungover, apart from when I was actually coming into Amsterdam. Luckily, there was a, there's a McDonald's at that airport and we just sat there whilst I died a very slow and painful death over my McDonald's. And uh, when we got back to Manchester, that was hangover, like, I think it was, what, probably 6pm around about that time? English time anyway, I was still hungover. It was not, it was not good. It really was not good. And the final one that I've got is, (laughs) so this was back in 2017. I've not long moved to Sheffield and um, Lucy came for a night out and she was staying at mine and we went to Sheffield. Uh, Now, if you, I don't know if you know, if anyone knows Sheffield very well, but we went to Soyo and basically places on West Street. Um, Where else did we go? Division Street. And we're just like bar hopping in different places. Now, again, we got very, very drunk, uh, not learning from the thing in Amsterdam the year before. We just kind of carried on. We're having shots and all sorts. And uh, I think it got to about half two, three a.m. in the morning. And uh, we, <laughs> oh, God, we we got an Uber back to my flat and I was I was gone. I was probably wasn't as bad as I was in Amsterdam, but I was I was gone to the point where I was probably going to drop asleep any minute. Now, we... Um, we ordered Domino's because uh, it was like Domino's in Sheffield open like there's one open like 24 hours or there used to be anyway. We ordered it and uh, I was like in no like I was like laid on the bed pretty much dead just wanting food and sleep and I was in really in no position to kind of like get up anytime soon. And they were ringing me and saying the pizza delivery guy was outside. So I said, uh, so Lucy said, give me your keys. I'll go and get it. And the thing is, there's a key. To, there was a key to my flat, and there was a key to the door to get into the block of flats. So the thing is, she went outside, but the pizza guys actually disappeared. But then she didn't know which keys on my on my set of keys opened each door. I had fallen asleep, <laughs> and obviously she was like outside, and I think it was like May time or something. And yeah, my car keys were on there, so Lucy had to sleep in my car because I was that gone. I just pretty much kind of passed out. And then when I woke up the next morning and realised Lucy wasn't there. Uh, I messaged him was like where are you just like in your car you bitch <laughs> and it turns out our dominoes hadn't actually been delivered but that worked out in our favour in the end because I rung them and was like our pizza never got delivered and they re-delivered it to us so a slightly happier ending to that one but <laughs> I think Lucy would have rather not happened in the first place long story short when we want to me and Lucy get a little bit too wild I think <laughs> Like, there's not really been that much in the past couple of years. To be honest, I'm that much of a lightweight that things really tend to kind of go with me rather than it's me that's a bit of a liability. But, yeah, so that's me. That's uh, that's what I do. So, <laughs> um, next week, I'm going to kind of go along with the whole festival and gig theme again. I want to hear your stories from gigs and festivals of... Um, what happened? Are they funny? Is it shocking? Anything, anything you can give me, that would be incredible. I want to hear from a variety of festivals. So um, hit me up, beratepodcast at gmail.com or beratepodcast on Instagram and Facebook. Done my little admission session of what I get up to on a night out, in both in the UK and beyond, then 
uh, we're going to go into the new mini series of mental health now um so this is something that is quite important to me uh, i have suffered quite badly with my mental health and i know a lot of other people have as well i know i'm not alone in that state um so mental health um you probably guys already know already but it includes our emotional uh, psychological and social well-being it affects how we think how we feel and how we act and it also determines how we handle stress relate to others and make choices and it's important no matter how old you are whether you're young whether you're a child you're whether you're a teenager whether you're a fully grown adult or even if you're um you know a little bit later on in life especially if you've got stuff like illnesses and you know um anxiety and also it all plays a part in it now I'm only going to do like a couple in episodes in the mini series because um, as much as I think it is important to talk about it, it's like you know I want people to kind of see and hear this. Um, hopefully to inspire them to like if they need to get help, get help. If they need to talk to someone, talk to someone. Um, it is important to um, look after yourself and make sure that you are getting any help and support you need, no matter how big or small. So mine personally, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I do sometimes get quite emotional when I talk about it. So. So I, it's no secret to some people that um, there's a part of me that is fake because uh, down to bullying when I was uh, when I, I was only 11 when it happened. So it has been 15 years since it happened, and you see I'm fidgeting now because I'm a little bit shaky about talking about it. But um, that left me with a PTSD, which is post traumatic stress disorder, and I didn't sleep properly for the best part of 10 years. And uh, not only that, it left me with crippling social anxiety and also anxiety and depression in general. Now this was done by bullies, and I was quite badly injured and I had a couple of weeks of school when it happened and um not only do people like bully me generally anyway they just kind of took one look at me and decided they didn't like me for some reason and I don't know why I was a target but for some reason I was and well after that um after that incident happened people bullied me for it happening even though it wasn't my fault I hadn't done anything you know to cause it or like you know on the run-up of it I don't really know why I, I deserved that I don't think I actually did deserve it but like bullying I mean it's it's very very broad now like what exactly is classed as bullying because like some people think banter is banter but in actual fact if the other person doesn't find it funny that is bullying now I think people are, are definitely getting better at recognizing when someone isn't as comfortable or is you know something like that anyway now back when I was a kid people shout you know they masked it as banter when realistically then they probably knew what they were doing and the hardest bit for me is like I'm I'm a lot better than I used to be but I'm still living with some of the effects that I've had ever since I was 11 and people who caused it or gave me like severe mental health um they have probably um just walking around living their life not even realizing what impact they might have had on someone like negatively and they might be absolutely fine I mean I don't know what's going on in their life they might not have the best life I mean I don't know but realistically like you I think the main message here is you need to be kind and you need to understand that someone might be going through some really really tough shit or they might be suffering with something that you don't know or they're still dealing with past traumas that they have not quite overcome and moved on from yet like I am and realistically um if someone says that they're not comfortable with something rather than getting uppity and not offended but like you know a bit sarcastic with them like people need to kind of stop and think and realize that is that is not okay like if you were never bullied at school then you were very very lucky I say because I was bullied right from year seven and right up until the end of school and it wasn't as bad in year 10 and 11 
but people definitely still try to take a piss whenever they could and it isn't cool and it isn't fair and you know because I wasn't I wasn't particularly weird or anything like that as far as I'm aware like yeah everyone does stupid stuff at times but for some reason they just used it as a target and a you know added it more on because it was me and I don't know why but like I say it's 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 not it's not fun it's not fun at all so if you're able to reach out to your pals uh make sure they're okay even if we're talking to you normally because they might not be talking about something that they're struggling with reach out make sure they're okay try and talk to you about your feelings or how you're feeling doesn't matter who you are whether you're black white male female trans gay straight whatever like if something's bothering you try and find an outlet someone you can talk to that you trust because it will it will help you massively trust me so very short segment on that one to be honest with you but I thought it was a uh, nice to keep it short and sweet for the first one uh, I'm not sure what element I'll be doing for it next week but uh that's a wrap pretty much so if you have anything that you'd like to input for next week I say I need a uh, Leeds Fest reviews gig stories and festival stories and um yeah just anything that you can really import it's a uh, b-rate podcast at gmail.com on like I said b-rate podcast on Instagram and Facebook Facebook. Hope you guys have a lovely time and we shall see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.